You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Talkin' Pets is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com forward slash Talkin' Pets. T-A-L-K-I-N-P-E-T-S. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. I am Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talking Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talking Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talking Pets, heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talking Pets, and I'm your host, John Patch. Joining us is animal expert Karen Vance here to answer your training questions, your behavior questions, and your agility questions. The show is produced by the ever so lovely and nice to have back here with us in the studio, Miss Jenna Winters. Hi, John. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Long time. I know I missed you. We're gonna have a fun show today. I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay, that's a whole other subject. But <laughs> Also joining us in this hour of the program will be Lori Leach. We're going to be talking with her about her book, Take Your Game to the Next Level, The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. So if you've got a question about dog agility, pick up the phone and give us a call and you can speak with Lori. We're going to be giving away two or three books as well to some lucky listeners. So if you call in with a question, you may get a copy of the book. The show is produced by Mr. Mark Weber at Business Talk and Lifestyle Talk Radio Networks. When you call in at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. You'll speak with Mark, and he'll put you on the air with us. Don't forget, we may have some trivia in this hour. You can win a bottle of Pettastic Naturals, the number one stain and odor remover in the country, Pettastic, as well as world's best cat litter, seven-pound bag made of whole kernel corn. And don't forget, you can register online at our website for the Litter Robot. We're going to be picking at the end of the summer a lucky winner. This is Talkin' Pets. <laughs> And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. Now, can you guys believe? Not the way you're making me feel, but well, you do make me feel that way. But Michael Jackson, one year. Does it not seem like it's been a blink of an eye? I know. I feel like it was just you know just last week. I know. It just it literally seems like maybe a couple months ago. Yep. You know, but not a year. No, huh? I was I was surprised on Friday. 
absolutely amazing. And like I said, still, you know, a loss of a talent there. But I understand there's more money rolling in now to his estate than there was before. <laughs> so he's become even more popular. Well, this hour we have a special guest joining myself, John Patch. Karen Vance. Jenna Winters. And her name is Lori Leach. She is the author of Take Your uh, Take Your Game to the Next Level, The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. We want to welcome on uh, from TFH Publications, where you can get the book, by the way, uh, Lori Leach. Hey, Lori, how you doing? Hi, Karen. Hello. It's nice to have you on the show with us. Well, it's very nice to be here. Now, I want to talk about this, and, and Karen, of course, is very well-versed in agility because she uh, she does the trials and stuff. You go, like, not only in the Florida market, but you travel, too, don't you? Well, there's a lot of travel involved, yes. So, where, I mean, where do you travel? What other states do you go to? Well, I probably have not been further than Georgia, but I'm, you know, all over the state, which, uh, especially if there's more than two days, if you have a three- or four-day weekend, maybe even five if you're lucky, I, you know. You're going. <laughs> Lori, your book is put out by TFH Publications, and of course it's called The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. Right off the bat, um, I want to ask you, um, intermediate. what is the intermediate guide? I mean, how does that start? What's intermediate mean? Well, what a good question that is. Um, intermediate level agility really means uh, four things, and that is that the handler is able to handle longer sequences than they can as a beginner, meaning they can do more obstacles in a row. Um, they can handle, handle a variety of harder challenges than beginners. So the heart of this book is really 12 skills that are very specific to intermediate, such as serpentines, handling with uh, lateral distance, and so on. Um, intermediates also mean, intermediate level also means that handlers are capable of handling sequences, obviously with fewer mistakes. Um, at the novice level, handlers can often make one or two mistakes and still earn a qualifying score, but at the intermediate level that gets much tighter. And for some of the agility venues, it also means that the handler uh, is capable of completing a course with a faster time. So those are the differences really between um, the beginning level and the intermediate level. How long have you been, Lori, how long have you been competing in agility? Well, you know, I never kept track at the beginning, but I know it's more than 15 years. Wow. And um, I'm currently competing and training with my youngest dog, and she's my seventh. Karen, you have two dogs, right? I have two right now in agility, yes. How long have you been doing agility? Um, since its inception. Which? Um, it, when the when AKC agility is, is what I stick to most of the time. I've done UKC agility as well. But How many uh, years out there, Lori, has agility been around? I, it's about 20 years. Wow. You know, I remember, actually, I started hosting this show about 20 years, actually 20 years ago this year. Right. And agility was kind of, at that point, unheard of. You really didn't talk about it. Nobody was really into it, and, you know, it just it didn't, it was almost like when, when, when you were talking with veterinarians, no one wanted to talk about, you know, holistic medicine or homeopathic medicine. It, mm-hmm. it was all conventional. And then all of a sudden it became, everyone's talking about, you know, alternative medicines now. It's the same thing with dogs. You know, it's a great bonding with uh, with your with your pet with agility trials, and you're you're hearing more and more of it. You're seeing trials everywhere. You're hearing it on the radio. You're seeing it on TV. It's become very popular. Well, I mean, it's immensely popular um, here in Northern California. You could easily compete three out of every four weekends, and uh, down in Southern California, you virtually could go to a trial every single weekend now. Um, there are seven major agility venues, um, each of them slightly different than the other. So the opportunity to, to play with your dog and to compete is massive. 
Lori, you had a book that came out a while back called The Beginner's Guide to Dog Agility. Now, that right. kind of led the groundwork for many students, right, in yes, agility careers? Uh-huh. Now, I understand that you live in Windsor, California, but and, and you competed in obedience trials and all, but you also um, raced sled dogs? <laughs> I did. I raced sled dogs for about 12 years. Wow. Where where at? Well, I trained, actually, again, in Northern California. In, I live up, live up in the wine country, and we don't have any snow here, so... We trained on devices we called wheeled rigs that were basically converted go-karts, and we would just train on every dirt road we could find in the wineries and such. And um, then when we got to the snow and we replaced that go-kart with a 20-pound sled, the dogs could really, really run. Did you actually tell your dogs to mush? (laughs) No, no one really says uh, (laughs) No, absolutely not. I don't know where that came from. I just was curious. The actual the term that um, mushers mushers are called mushers, but what they actually tell dogs is to hike it up. Hike it up. But that's yeah, that's the term that most uh, mushers use to tell their dogs to get started and keep going to hike. Hike it up. Yeah, I don't know where that came from though. You know, it's it's funny because normally, like Karen just said, mush. Usually, it's that one word phrase that they kind of but. Hike it up. Yeah. Versus mush. Mush right. seems a lot easier. Hike it up is the opposite of don't pee on the weed poles. Exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, also, um, Lori, again, um, you were talking about, you know, you live in the wine country. Are you a big wine drinker? Uh, not really. Really? No, I know I'm kind of out of sync here in Northern California. Okay, well, all that wine that you get up there, you can toss some down to me. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. We're <laughs> surrounded by vineyards here. That must be nice. It is very nice. I want to ask you when you're when you're dealing with agility and all. What makes how do I put this? If you go out and you adopt a dog, how do you know that that dog is going to be good for agility? Well, you never really know till you try it. I mean, you want to take a dog out, and and the reality is is eighty to ninety percent of dogs are are going to be able to do agility on some level. So, but you never really know till you try how much drive they're going to have, um, how much focus they're going to have, and those are all things that we can work on with training. But you can't be positive um, that they're going to be a perfect dog. But you can look for a dog, you know, with a lot of get up and go and um, interest in working with you. Well, what's your tip actually? For instance, one one of the when you're competing or you're training your dog actually or teaching it to do these agility trials. A lot of dogs are afraid to go in, like, tunnel-type atmospheres. And how do you get your dog, if it's afraid to go into that tunnel, how do you get learn teach it to learn to actually go through it? Well, you know, we start everything in really simple ways so that the dogs aren't afraid because we never want to have a dog get afraid on the agility field. So, for example, with the tunnel, the first day that um, students come to class, we just take the tunnel and compress it until it's, oh, probably only two feet long. And then I or someone will hold the dog, and the handler goes around on the other side and just crouches down and just calls their dog through. And most, you know, most dogs, of course, want to go to their handler, so they'll just go through really quickly to get either a food reward or a toy reward. Um, and then we just very gradually, over time, lengthen the tunnel out until the dog is comfortable. And then gradually, we'll add a curve to that tunnel too. But I've had, you know, a few giant breeds come out. For example, a Great Dane. And obviously it was really hard for that dog mm-hmm. to get through the tunnel. So, But they can do it. That would have to be the Lincoln Tunnel. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a whole different performance. They have to crouch down to get right. Through. So we taught the dog not in the crouch, Lincoln Tunnel. Right. So we sent the I sent the handlers home and they lay on their backs on the ground and made a bridge with their feet against their wall, and they just taught their dogs to crawl under their legs. And then when they came out to the field, we were able to convert that so that the dog could figure out how to crouch down and get through the tunnel. Well, if you've got a question for uh, Lori Leach, she's the author of Take Your Game to the Next Level, The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. Give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. That's the number to call if you've got a question for Lori Leach. And if you do have a question, we'll send you out a complimentary copy for the first two or three people that call in of the book, The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. You can find it in your bookstores. You can find it online like Amazon.com. Of course, it's put out by TFH Publications. Karen is holding it up to our webcam right now. If you want to take a look at what it looks like, it's a great-looking book, great cover, Unbelievable uh, photography in this book, as well as some great information, of course, about teaching your dog agility. But check it out. Again, it's called The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. If you've got a question for Lori Leach, give us a call right now at 866-606-TALK. If you want to check us out live on the webcam, click on to my website, TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. Click on Watch, and you can watch us live, and you can chat with us on there if you wish as well. 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. And we're speaking with Lori Leach, the Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hey, boy, how you doing? (coughs) What am I doing? (coughs) I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your Lifebook page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial Lifebook. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity. And friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. <coughs> Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here! <coughs> create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week. On demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Sonic Pet Cat. With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Jenna Winters. This is Oscar. He's a cute little feline from Jersey in the UK. He had an accident about nine months ago where a combine harvester ran him over while he napped in a field severing the bottom part of his two back legs. 
But Oscar's lucky. His local vet, Peter Hayworth, consulted another vet, Noel Fitzpatrick of Surrey, England, who has an advanced practice. They discussed Oscar's case via phone and email. And after viewing x-rays and photos, they reasoned that Oscar was a good candidate for a cutting-edge new procedure Fitzpatrick had been developing, bionic cat legs. They're called... I-T-A-P-S, and they're drilled right into what was left of Oscar's bones. They protrude down as stumps, while the other ends are designed so that his skin will grow around them, making a sterile steel. Later, when everything is healed and Oscar is used to walking on his pegs, prosthetic flexible paws will be affixed to his appendages to give him a more natural gait. The BBC video about shows that Oscar appears to be living a far better life than most cats would after similar accidents and is in good spirits. Also, if he finds four more robo-kitties, we might be looking at a real-life Voltron. That would be pretty excellent. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Jenna Winters. Steve Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. What about bionic kitty? I got Steve Austin. Don't do that in England now. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. I could just see this kitty sprinting like, <laughs> like 500 miles an hour. No mouse would be safe. <laughs> I know plenty of people in agility that have had hips and knees replaced. Dogs? No, no the humans, the oh, handlers. People? People? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Lori does oh, too. Uh, yeah, my my mother when she was alive had her knees replaced. Um, yeah, but did she get her dog and go running on a course with the dog afterwards? No, she did that's quite well though. Uh-huh. So. But that's one of the things, actually. It's funny, you know. That's an interesting story about that bionic kitty, though. It goes to show where technology's going. Lori, with uh, with agility, like Karen's talking about, that's one good thing too. Is that you know, it not only like when I was talking about bonding with your pet, but it actually gets the you know the guardians or whatever to run the course as well. So it's good exercise for them as well, isn't it? It absolutely is. Um, I was just uh, asking se- several students today whether they were renewing their gym memberships. Uh, after they were huffing off of the course, so it's um, it definitely provides both an incentive to learn to run well on course, but also to establish an exercise program. And uh, I find for myself that I'll get on a um, aerobic machine at the gym, and I'll imagine myself running in a course with my dog, and it really motivates me to work out hard. Lori, we've got a question coming for you from Dennis in Cottonwood, Idaho. Hey, Dennis, how you doing? You got a question for Lori Leach? Yes, I do. Shoot away. Uh, is there a better age to uh, start training your dog? Um, you know, if in the best of all possible worlds, um, I recommend people start dogs at about five or six months old. But at that age, start it, what starting means is teaching them foundation skills, um, not actually, you know, do full-size jumping or weave pulls, those things, but teaching them many of the skills that are the basis of agility. But the reality is you can start dogs at virtually any age as long as they're healthy. Um, and, in fact, I have a friend that we always joke that she never starts her dogs until they're seven years old. And then she's had long and very good careers with several dogs until they were 12 or 13 years old. So I would just say, um, you know, that start tomorrow with the dog that you've got and see how far you can go. 
Okay, thank you. And we're going to point you in the right direction, too, there, Dennis. We're going to send you out a complimentary copy of the book, uh, The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility by Lori Leach. So if you would, stay on the line. We'll get your information there in Idaho, and we'll ship you out the book. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the call, Dennis. That's Dennis out there in Cottonwood, Idaho. If you've got a question for Lori Leach, pick up the phone and give us a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. It's a toll-free telephone number. By the way, um, Lori, one thing, too, that's interesting is you have actually, like, course maps and everything in this book, too, don't you? Basically, like, photographs of, like, the courses and how to run them? Right. I mean, we've included all sorts of course maps. Um, Some of them are to describe um, exercises that we show in the book. For example, what does a serpentine look like and how might you handle that? And then um, later on in the book, we include a variety of intermediate course maps to um, show potential handlers what they'll encounter and what kind of challenges they need to prepare for. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's heavy with course maps. Well, don't go away. We'll be right back with Lori Leach, the author of The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. And don't forget to check us out live on the webcam. You can check us all out here in the studio, and you can see uh, what Lori's book looks like, by the way, if you click onto our webcam. Just go to my website. It's TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. Click on Watch, and you can watch us live and chat with us as well. 866-606-TALK. If you've got a question for Lori, this is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and Me author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash talkinpets, T-A-L-K-I-N-P-E-T-S. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash talkinpets for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski touring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Lubeck, Maine, the clam harvest in uh, Cobbs Cook Bay along the Canadian border has fallen about 85% in the past five years. And clamors said carnivorous snails are to blame. 
Moon snails drill into clams with sandpaper-like tongues and eat the meat inside, according to Brian Beal, a marine ecology professor at the University of Maine, Machias. And Karen? In Orem, Utah, pygmy goats are no longer welcome in this city's residential area. The city council voted 6-1 to one to deny an application from a woman who sought a zoning change to allow pygmy goats on residential lots smaller than an acre. Holly Robbins was cited for having the small goats living in her one-third acre lot. Out of Suffolk, uh, Virginia, the uh, animal control officers captured an emu that was wandering around a neighborhood. City spokeswoman Diane Klink said the six-foot-tall bird is believed to have escaped from a farm. It was taken to Virginia Zoo. Animal control officers uh, coaxed the emu out of a nearby wooded area. In Hartford, Connecticut, the West Nile virus carried by, my, by mosquitoes is off to an early start in the state as mosquitoes trapped in Stamford on June 14th tested positive for the virus. Chief Medical Entomologist Theodore Andreas said that the early start could be a result of a warm weather. Symptoms of the infection are a rapid onset of fever, headaches, muscle aches, and nausea. John? On a Charleston, West Virginia, Agriculture Commissioner Gus Douglas uh, said a heavy infestation of gall wasps is causing white oak leaves to turn brown across the state. Tree damage has been reported in Braxton, Cabell, Fayette, Gilmer, Jackson, Kanaha, and Randolph, along with Wayne Counties. In Lexington, Kentucky, volunteer city arborist Mike Canfield is working this week to save one of the largest blue ash trees in the city's Castlewood Park. He's been injecting the tree, at least 200 years old, with insecticide to try to spare it from the emerald ash borer. The Asian beetle has killed tens of millions of trees in the United States and Canada and has been found in Kentucky in the past year. And out of Topeka, Kansas, the uh, United States Department of Agriculture will conduct another inspection at the Topeka Zoo in response to a complaint about animal deaths. Now, Stop Animal Exploitation Now called for a suspension of the zoo's license. A USDA spokeswoman, Andrea McNally, said a surprise inspection would happen soon. Not so much a surprise anymore if we're reporting it on the news. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number to call. Pick up the phone, give us a call. We're speaking with Lori Leach, the author of Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. This is Talking Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. We're speaking with Lori Leach, the author of The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. If you'd like a copy of the book, call us with a question for Lori at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Lori, also I wanted to ask you, is there a specific breed that you would say in your mind, um, not to say that, you know, it's the breed that is, but in your mind is maybe like the top breed out there for agility? Well, the 
the reality is is that the border collie really dominates agility although um, hot on their heels really are um, the Australian Shepherd and the Sheltie, if someone prefers a smaller dog. But um, virtually all the fastest dogs um, and um, internationally are Border Collies. But there are lots and lots of dogs that do very, very well, and, and some that you might not expect. For, the pap, for example, in the toy breeds, the Papillon, is a very high-powered dog, and there's even an occasional papillon that'll beat border collie times. Um, some very fast corgis, um, and virtually fast individuals in every breed. But overall, if you want to raise your chances of having a top agility dog, the herding breeds are the way to go. Yeah, this is an exquisite book, by the way. I mean, it, you 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 take it from step one, like to step six. I mean, you basically just give step-by-step instructions on how to do these courses. Oh, that, thank you. I'm glad you like it. Who did your photography also? Well, I worked with a, a local gal who um, I know from Agility, named largely most of the photos, Maureen Lyons. Um, I also teach Agility at um, her and her husband's facility. And I think the most fun part about the photography was we didn't use necessarily people that were top national agility handlers, but we use people that are my or her students. And they're people who've been learning agility through using these methods that are highlighted in the book. And it was just so fun to have them come out and be able to show off what they know. So all of the people in there um, have been students. It's a great book, and like I said, great photography. The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. It's put out by TFH Publications. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. So check it out, The Intermediate Guides to Dog Agility. If you've got a question, Lori's with us for a couple more minutes. Give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. That's the number to call. Lori, this, the book sells for uh, retail, twenty four ninety five. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and but if you call right now, like I said, you can get a complimentary copy of the book from Lori. Just give us a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Put up by TFH Publications, that's the Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. You know, when you're running these trials and, and you see people running the course, is this on time? I mean, do you have to? Be, are you timed? Do you have to do it in so many minutes? Um, absolutely. Um, a course time is established for every competitive course that you do. Do they judge that by the by the dog breed, though, or is it for any dog? Like a Basset Hound would have the same time trial as maybe a Border Collie. Right. Um, the difference in breeds is how high they have to jump. So, for example, a Dachshund might jump 8 inches and a Border Collie might jump t- 22 inches. But um, And they comp- you compete only against dogs in your same jump height. So, but they, at a certain level, for example, the excellent level at AKC, all the dogs in a particular class have to compete in, uh, have to complete it in a uh, time that's been established by the judge, and that's created with a yards times something formula. So, I learned the hard way that there's time uh, points off in the A excellent A class. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes, yes. Again, Laurie, hold on. We're going to take a little break. When we come back. We'll continue back on with Laurie Leach. The book is called The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. If you've got a question, now is the time to call 866-606-8255, 866-606-TALK. Talk and pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Yeah. It's time for school for you and your friends. 
your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Here's a reason to actually like Canada. Dogs get new leash on life north of the border. With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Jenna Winters. Life after doggy death row was just a three-hour jet ride away for 60 pooches flown to Canada this week for adoption north of the border. Canadian philanthropist Jan Folk watched as the small dogs were loaded into her private 11-seat Gulfstream 3, headed for Edmonton, Alberta, where she said all of them would find new homes within three weeks. 30 terriers, cockapoos, yorkies, chihuahuas, bichons, and other breeds from the southeast area animal control authority in Downey took off from Long Beach Airport, along with 30 small dogs from the Central California Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in Fresno. The Downey dogs were all unclaimed, unchipped, and untagged and had been at the shelter just south of Los Angeles between 13 and 30 days. They were literally on doggy death row. Hundreds of California dogs have been flown to New York and other eastern U.S. cities where, like Edmonton, there's a severe shortage of small dogs. Unfortunately, 30 dogs barely made a dent in the dog population at the Downey shelter, which is full with 200 dogs. In February, Folk took 114 dogs from Fresno to Canada. That is how many dogs the Fresno shelter alone will euthanize in a day. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Jenna Winters. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. If I could give you the world on a silver platter. Is that what you want to do, Jenna? Yes. Just for you. I'll take a platinum platter. <laughs> I'll take the silver platters. Silver's from the Brady so Bunch. old school now. <laughs> 
866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number to call if you've got a question for Lori Leach, the author of The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. You're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Again, we're speaking with Lori Leach, the author of Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility, put out by TFH Publications. Lori, um, with the weave poles, I always find that a very fascinating thing to watch when these dogs speed through those poles. What's your technique on training them to do that? Well, as with a lot of agility, there are several ways to do, um, to teach pretty much every obstacle. So the two primary methods for teaching the weave poles, um, one is called the two-by-two method, and the dog learns to run through two weave poles and then you add the second two, and they learn to run through the two, and then you continue to add those and gradually work them into a straight line. So it's a method that's been um, popularized by a, a trainer up in Canada named Susan Garrett, and it, it's available on a DVD, and it's a very step-by-step method that really teaches the dogs to understand the weave poles. Um, a more traditional method that works for a lot of dogs is called the channel weaves, and the 12 weave poles are actually on slides, so you can pull six to one side and six to the other, and it creates an alleyway down the middle. And we teach the dog just to run down the middle of the alley, the split weave poles, and then very, very gradually over a matter of weeks and months, we scoot those channels in until they're actually in a straight line and the dog is weaving. Um, and having done that with just dozens and dozens of dogs, I still look down periodically when my dogs are weaving and go, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. No, it's amazing, actually. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, good dogs do the weave poles in a matter of three or four seconds. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255 is the number to call if you've got a question for Lori Leach. We'll take the fifth caller, actually. If the fifth call comes in to Mark, our producer, we're going to just send you out a complimentary copy of the book. And again, it is called The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. You can see it on our webcam at talkandpets.com. No G in the talking, by the way. But 866-606-TALK. Just give us a call. Tell Mark you want the book, and the book is yours if you're the fifth caller. 866-606-8255. Lori, um, also with agility, if a dog goes off course and doesn't do the run or is supposed to jump over you know, one of the poles or go through the tunnel or weave through the poles and it doesn't do it, do you, like positive reinforcement? Do you, do you ever see some, like, some of these people that you know, handle the dogs that kind of lose it? Well, we certainly discourage that in agility. Um, training in agility should be as positive as possible because any time the dog thinks you're unhappy with them, they'll slow down um, or start to do other behaviors like chewing grass or something just to escape. So what we try to do is just get the behavior that we want and reinforce that. And then if a dog does something that we don't want, we just ignore it. But then if you just reinforce the correct behavior enough times, pretty soon the dog wants to do that. And uh, we can do that with pretty much every obstacle and every sequence until the dog is running full speed and doing it with the precision that we want. You know, and do you work by food reward or is it all praise? Well, um, both of those things. But the, the main reinforcer, the best reinforcer for agility is toy play, um, although a mixture of toy and food is good, but in general, food rewards slow dogs down, where toys keep the dogs really energized. And we want to, again, keep the dogs moving as fast as possible because it's a speed game. And so the more we can get dogs to play with toys, particularly tugging, 
um, the better we like that. So that's one of, when we're training puppies, that's one of the things we really work to teach them to do early on is to really like their toys, to play, tug, to let go when we tell them to let go. And then we can use that to reinforce them all the time on the agility course. We got a quick question from Diana in uh, Guyersville, California. Hey, Diana, how you doing? You got a question for Lori Leach? I do. Hi, Lori. Hi. So what I was wondering is over the years, I'm guessing you've seen a whole lot of successful agility teams. And so I'm wondering, what do you think is the number one most important aspect of the most successful agility teams? Is it that dog? Is it their handler? Is it the person who trained them? Or is it something else? You know, I would have to say it's a combination of all of those things. So it's um, a person who's willing to invest enough time, because as well you know, training a successful agility team is generally at least a year and a half of training. So it's the patience to stick with it that long. Um, It's finding a dog with plenty of drive who wants to play the game, and it's training them so that the dog both maintains that drive but also understands the precision of performing each obstacle. So just lots of factors that play into it um, to make a great team. Diana, hold on, and we're going to get your information there in Guyersville, California, and send you out a complimentary copy of Lori Leach's book, The Intermediate Guide to Dog Agility. So don't go away. Speak with Mark, and we'll get your address and ship that right out to you. Thanks for the question. And, Lori, don't go away. I've got one or two more questions before we say goodbye. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. 866-606-8255. Looking for number five caller. The book is yours. This is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Jenna Winters. I want to give a shout-out to our audience also on the webcam. And don't forget, you can check us out on the webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. Click on Watch, and you can watch us on the web. On the web. And uh, we want to give a shout-out to our one fan there in Chile listening to us. 
Genesis 黑色是 Chile 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 So、uh, <laughs> a big hello to our Chile people out there. And、uh, give us a call eight six 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 zero six talk. We're speaking with Laurie Leach. We got a minute or two left. And、uh, Laurie, I want to ask you before we say goodbye. How do you get a dog to actually recapture its lost contact? Like if it misses a contact in the trial during agility, how do you get it to go back? Well, the first thing you need to look at, John, is just you know how well the dog、um, knew the contacts initially. Because sometimes people will get trialing and their their dogs sort of know them, but they don't really know them. So if the dog didn't really know them as well as they should have, they should you know loop back and do some initial training, like for example, teaching the dog to stop with two feet on a step and the other two feet off of the step, so their rear end is on and their front is off, so that they learn what that position should be. But if the dog really knew their contacts and you want to help them、uh, recapture those, then you have a couple of options、um, in the shows. And one is to match your training more with your trialing.、Um, a lot of people stop and give their dogs cookies every time they do their contacts in class, but the minute they get in the show, the dog knows there no knows there's no cookie. So then they simply go, well, I'm not going to stop and do the behavior、uh, that I need to know. So they really get two sets of rules going.、Um, so you need to make sure that those two things match better. But lastly, if you're in a trial and a dog doesn't do the correct contact behavior, you need to have a lot of self-control and not just run on. Because if you do that, it reinforces the dog for doing it incorrectly. And there's not a whole lot you can do except just stop and just stand there for a few seconds while while the dog blasts off, and then they realize that you're not with them, and they'll actually think about what happened and、uh, why you're not running. And almost always, then, if you've taught them well, when they get to that next contact, they'll go, "Oh, I'm supposed to stop and do my two on, two off." Well, Lori, I want to thank you for joining us here in this hour of the program on Talking Pets, and、uh, great pleasure. And、uh, congratulations on a wonderful book. Some great,、um, like I said, photography in here, and of course, a course by course description, step by step, on how to actually do dog agility. The Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility, put out by TFH Publications. You can find it online. You can find it, of course, in bookstores. Lori Leach, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Well, thanks to both you and Karen, John. A pleasure talking with you. Good talking to you too. All right, thanks, Lori. Bye. Take care. Bye. That's Lori Leach, the author of the Intermediate's Guide to Dog Agility. Take your game to the next level. Check this book out. Like I said, you can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. Congratulations to the people that won the books during the show. Don't forget, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. From all of us here in this hour of Talking Pets, we say goodbye to you too. Talk to you again very soon. Bye bye for now. Let's talk pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.